I recommend that every mom chooses a top three for their week. Three things that you need to prioritize this week. But there are so many more things than three to do in a week. So how does that even work? Let me tell you. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, homemaker and homeschooling mom, and also author of the book, How to Use a Planner Without Wasting Time. I'm here to help you organize your attitude and dig into the good work that God has called you to do in your home. Here at Simply Convivial, we beat overwhelm and replace perfectionism with baby steps as we learn to manage family life cheerfully and competently. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. Today, I have a clip from a recent weekly seminar all about how to choose your weekly top three. Every week inside my community, Convivial Circle, I show up live and give a 20-minute or so seminar on the monthly topic. August's monthly topic was planners. And one thing that your planner should have is a weekly top three. But most women struggle with how to choose a top three when there's so much more to do in a week than three things. So we tackled that problem during this seminar and I wanted to share a clip with you. So grab a load of laundry to fold and let's dig in. So I hope that the month talking about planners has helped you come up with some ideas and applications for where you're at. The start of the new school year is definitely where we want to have everything in place. We want to have the puzzle pieces set. We want to have a plan, get the things done. And we want to get it figured out, right, before kicking everything off. We want to have everything set and in place before we start. All right. So how many of you are starting a new planner for the new school year? Gracie has a new planner. Loretta has a new planner. Kimberly. Yeah, it's the time of year. Like, it's a time of year where it makes sense to start something new to start fresh, but just remember that you don't have to have it all figured out before you begin. That can be perfectionism that makes us stuck and not actually ever get started because we aren't sure if we've figured it out enough. And we need to replace that with an iteration mindset that lets us just get started and actually make improvements to the system, not based on how we think life is gonna go or how we want it to go, but on how it actually is going. So we'll make better adaptations and better tweaks to the plan when we're actually starting rather than before we have started and it's all just imaginary. It's important to go through the imaginary phase and get a vision and think through all the things that is an important step. But the point of that step is to get your creative juices flowing 
and it isn't to have it figured out ahead of time so that then when you get started, you know exactly how things are going to work. Because if that's the mindset that you go into the school year with, you're going to be thrown off your game right away. So whether you are starting with a brand new planner or adapting what you are currently doing to the new set of routines, go into the school year looking for how to adapt because that's a different perspective, a different mindset where if the, this plan, this planner was supposed to be figured out and then it doesn't work, then it's, oh, never mind. I give it all up. Let's start all over or let's just forget about planning. But actually those moments where you're like, this doesn't fit, this doesn't work are actually just the points where then you ask what would work and you try something slightly different, right? You say, what about this isn't working? And you iterate that plan according to the way things are actually unfolding and what's actually happening. So those moments where you're like, this plan failed are actually just moments where you're learning about what you need in your planner and what you had at the beginning turns out to not be what you actually needed. So you can just adapt the plan and that's not failure, that's iterating. And it's what you're supposed to be doing and it's what we should all go into the school year expecting, not expecting the planner to just neatly apply across all the categories, across all the days, and it's just gonna be amazing because everything's gonna go my way. It's not actually gonna happen that way. Let's just expect that we have made a plan so we are mentally prepared to flex and adapt and adjust and respond appropriately to what actually happens, even though it might not have been, it probably wasn't what was on our plan. So with choosing a weekly top three, our topic for today, this same concept of iterating applies big time. Sometimes we think we need to choose the right top three. And so we get paralyzed and end up not choosing any top three for the week at all because we aren't sure how to pick. We aren't sure how to prioritize. We aren't sure how the week is going to go. But the way you actually begin to figure out what your weekly top three is by trying something out and learning as you go. So you'll get better at choosing what your weekly top three are if you practice choosing. So then if you choose a top three and it turns out that where your time needed to be spent that week was actually somewhere else. And what you did was your legitimate, true priority. And what you wrote down didn't match. It didn't match reality. So you didn't predict the future correctly. It's like, so what? (laughs) That's okay. Nothing is messed up. You didn't do anything wrong. You just gained experience points that will help you next time. 
because it's very difficult to move from planning as wishful thinking into planning as preparing yourself to handle your real life. And there's a lot of messy middle in there where you aren't really sure if what you've picked is wishful thinking or idealistic. And you don't really know whether or not it was until you evaluate again at the end of the week at the your weekly review you look at it and you say so this is what i actually spent my time doing and it might have been something you couldn't have predicted like in the middle of the week everyone came down with a puking bug and so it turns out that your top priority was actually laundry and lysol and like acquiring ginger ale and keeping everyone resting if that happens in the middle of the week, that really is a weekly top three that displaces what you picked at the beginning, especially you know, maybe what you picked at the beginning was going someplace and being ready to do something at the end of the week that's now canceled. This is real life. That is the way real life works. And it doesn't mean that what you chose at the beginning of the week was wrong or a waste of time. It's just choosing your priorities based on what you do know so that when things change the situation is completely different than what you expected you're actually mentally prepared to respond appropriately it doesn't stress you out because you know what this is displacing you know what all the balls and plates are and so you don't have to scramble as much. You don't have to stress out because it all feels unknown and super huge. Thinking about what's on your plate every week, choosing your priorities every week puts you in a place of knowing what's going on in your life that gives you the skill of responding appropriately as the situation changes as the situation unfolds before you yes clarissa says i'm guilty of not choosing a top three when it's a super busy week and i feel like i'm just gonna need to survive but i have tried to get better at choosing something even if it's something i usually do do a daily card or school for five days yeah when we start homeschooling, we still have this week and then next week, and then we start school. But on school days, homeschool is one of my daily, it's one of my daily top three, but it's also one of my weekly top three. Not because it wouldn't happen if I didn't write it down, but because it is legitimately true. If I did not homeschool on a week we were supposed to be homeschooling, something is out of whack with my priorities unless something really dramatically goes wrong it is my top priority and it is where a huge chunk of my hours go every week and that's good and so putting homeschool on my weekly top three isn't oh remember to do that because if you didn't have it on your weekly top three it wouldn't get done it's actually on my weekly top three to remind myself hey, this is gonna take most of your day, most of the week, and that's as it should be. 
So don't try to fill your week up with other priorities because you're actually spoken for already. And so you might have that with homeschooling. You might have that with a part-time job. You might have that with nursing a baby could be one of those things that you just need to remind yourself, like this is taking a huge chunk of my time and that is good and right. That's the way it should be. And so I need to not fill my time and sense of obligation up with other things that are actually extra. The nice to have the extras should not be on the weekly top three, even if you think they'll fit in even if you're hoping they'll fit in. The weekly top three are for the things that you do need to do to be responsible this week. And it is true that choosing your weekly top three and your daily top three work together very well. They dance, they're good dance partners. The better you get at one, the better you'll get at the other. Uh, so if you've had a hard time with one of them, try doubling down on the other. It's the same thing with a weekly review and an evening review. If one of them hasn't been happening that regularly and you're really trying to work on it, but it just doesn't seem to work, try the other one. Try improving the other one and see if that doesn't help because they do work together. And if you have your weekly top three, that should be informing what your daily top three are. Because this isn't an opportunity to expand our list and keep adding more and more things. Both the weekly top three and the daily top three are supposed to be identifying what your time needs to be going for today. And that's it for this episode of Simply Convivial. If you're enrolled in Convivial Circle, then you can find the full 25-minute seminar replay in the member-only podcast. Just look for the one from August 15th. If you want to learn more about the weekly top three or making your planner actually work for you, then check out my book, How to Use a Planner Without Wasting Time. It's available on Amazon, and also at simplyconvivial.com. It's super short, but exactly what you need to keep an effective, efficient planner that actually helps you stress less while getting more done. You can find the link in the description below or just search Amazon or go to simplyconvivial.com and click shop. Even your planner can help you to repent, rejoice, repeat.